0: welcome to a special holiday episode of the streaking the lawn podcast once again my name is pierce and once again i'm joined by caroline hello
1: hi hi hey,
0: hey. hey.
1: <laughs> there it is um, Sorry, happy we
0: holidays
1: thanks i'm low on sleep went to see star wars last night that's this episode right the star yes wars,
0: star a wars holiday wars star wars episode um,
1: perfect i'm ready <laughs>
0: billion dollars already i assume it's probably
1: in. yeah at least was it good uh, i did enjoy it um there's a lot still to unpack but i think i'm gonna go see it again this weekend
0: was there any chance you weren't going to enjoy it
1: um yes <laughs> so there you had expectations and yes they made i had it. expectations uh there was a brief moment where I, I did almost walk out <laughs> <asleep> with that
0: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> but overall there was a moment where I was like excuse me um, Chewbacca
0: died um is
1: that-
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I I say this I haven't read a spoiler I know nothing about the movie I have watched the trailer so don't take that as something I'm right <laughs> no, anyway no. we're we are here to talk about UBA sports but I do think we're going to spend plenty of time talking about uh Christmas music
1: yeah. holiday
0: music i should say i think there there are <laughs> holiday songs out there that aren't christmas yeah there are a few um anyway depends, we'll get like to if it where
1: you where you're, you know mistletoe by justin Bieber falls on that scale right or like winter
0: wonderland <laughs> is just about snow it's not about, True. You know? <laughs> so anyway silver bells is about uh, city sidewalks yeah sidewalks. <laughs> dreidel 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 obviously about hanukkah so there's there's plenty of options uh, but we're going to run down our favorites, do a little a draft of sorts. Uh, but first, we do have some UVA sports to talk about. So if you only want to be here for the UVA sports period, we'll do that first. And Then, <laughs> then you can turn em. the podcast off. Uh, but let's talk about the soccer national championship game first and then maybe <sighs> a little basketball. We'll be back later uh, to, to preview uh, the Orange Bowl. Not for sure, but uh, the who's, the as everyone knows, lost in penalty kicks in the championship game after a great run in the uh, men's soccer tournament. Uh, it, it, what a weird game for those two teams. Yeah. I mean, that's the the interesting takeaway. Really, is that both teams had defensive breakdowns. Uh, the UVA, I'd say, had more defensive breakdowns in that their goals they gave up were a little like, at least the first one was like. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know whereas like UVA the goals UVA scored were we a little more like good plays or, or bounces yeah. that go here and there like the Ugh. the first one's a deflection with Joe Bell there's nothing Georgetown can do about that it's just a bad deflection so there's some luck whereas Georgetown's first goal was bad play on UVA's defensive part by not uh, communicating or, or clearing it but anyway great tournament great season for the Hoos
1: yeah, it's such a tough way to obviously. So you know, it's hard to completely knock penalty kicks as a way to decide things because Virginia has won, I think, <laughs> two and yes, carry basically yes. the last two national championships have come on on penalty kicks. They've been um, kind to the hoops yeah, before. And, that's the stuff that it's just so brutal to me because like sure. that's where it just hurts so bad like axel gunnarson had a great season in a great tournament like this is not his fault you know what i mean but no, and no, i'm not no. saying that anyone has said it's his fault but i just try and imagine what the poor kid's feeling like you know everyone and just the i fact bet that, he like, feels bad was, yeah <laughs> i would imagine that it feels pretty shitty to be the team yeah. like the person that, but and that's the thing like just being the person that got yours blocked like right right it's just unlucky and it just you know stuff happens and whatever else but the way that they came back from like that third goal yes yeah. like the, the never in people like mm, moral victories or whatever you want to call them people say like but then the never give up is important i think and they never quit and absolutely those were the two best defensive teams in the country <laughs> six yeah. total goals were scored um i actually full disclosure did not see the third georgetown goal um the one that was potentially offsides (laughs) well that's (laughs) never saw a replay because it did not show a single highlight of it which makes me think that yes It is, in fact, horribly offsides, and they blew it so badly that they refused to show the replay. Uh,
0: See, I thought that they just didn't have a camera. (laughs) You know, because, (laughs) so what they did, at least on on TV, they did show some replays from different angles, and clearly none of the angles was a, a helpful one. So to me, that was them going, uh, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? We don't have a good view of any of it, but you're right. Or you could be right that maybe they had a good view of how terrible it was. I I don't know.
1: It's just really telling when they do the whole game recap, show five of the six goals scored and the one that they don't (laughs) is the one that people online were extremely upset about. And, you know, sometimes that's the way things go in these games. Like, you know, I'm not here to litigate um, because, you know, people still... (laughs) Very salty Auburn fans are still trying to litigate um, the end of the basketball game Oh, well, game they're from, just wrong. April. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just wrong. You got fouled, all right? Um, um, they, yeah. And so I'm not here to litigate, like, what was or what wasn't. And obviously Virginia tied the game anyway. Um, right. I, I kind of hate the making all season – These all these teams play, you know, however many games, but they never play two in the same weekend. And then all of a sudden to (laughs) make these guys play two in the same weekend for the most important thing of the season seems really just unnecessarily cruel. But I don't know how you fix – like, obviously a Final Four is like a fun –
0: yeah, exactly. Like go. lacrosse and, works on a final four. Yeah,
1: so, they have really, at least right. like quick turnarounds during the season, where they yeah, play true, like true. on a Saturday and a Monday or whatever. Yeah. But and again, like this isn't. It was a great game. I thought um, Georgetown flopped a little bit.
0: <laughs> a they lot. flopped a lot. A bit. They a played lot very of it. well, but they flopped a ton. I and I, as I said to a friend, I was I was a little annoyed that the team that hadn't been there before acted like they hadn't been there before and then what <laughs> I
1: know, <laughs> which, I know. <laughs> which is just
0: normal and I know they're kids it's not a big deal um, but it would have been fun to win that game obviously as a UVA fan but also as a fan of the team that that was acting a little more uh polished because it's UVA soccer I mean they're royalty yeah in this they've sport. got
1: seven stars on their chest yeah. you know, it's impressive as hell and and the way that that team played all season and the way that they even the the semi game i thought you know colin shuttler was so fabulous um seven saves and and the way you know my oh, my large adult son daryl dk i love him so much um <laughs> like i'm legitimately obsessed with this kid
0: um
1: i just think the way he plays and like no one that big should be that fast and like just has this personality and this you know every the way just every way that he plays it's just i love watching him play the sport and then joe bell needs to have like some sort of classical overture that plays when he <laughs> dribbles the ball through midfield because he's a maestro it's unbelievable to watch him play. Um, Absolutely. So this team has been so fun and they play so well together and honestly this was probably the best team <laughs> that's made it to the championship game and it's the one that didn't win and that's it's brutal and that's just the way sports are sometimes um but it was uh yeah it was tough. Yeah. I, I think the the excessive yellow cards um yeah impacted potentially how things were played down the stretch because it's difficult to, you know, play. It's like if you're playing with four 4,000 or, you know, three fouls late and early in the second half in basketball, like you take it at that guy. To yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Georgetown foul. didn't score on it, but their last good chance was because the defender went, Oh, I can't foul him. I'm already on a yellow card. Yeah. And led to a good break for them. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and the, yeah.
1: you know, Famifuna um, having to leave the game with, I mean, he got, I didn't, the fact that they I think they gave him a yellow for that too when I was like that's just two guys going for the ball but okay Mm -hmm. Rev. um but him leaving the game and nothing like the poor guy that came in um they did attack that side of the field and that's when they scored the third goal and I mean that's smart I mean Georgetown is a good team and that's a smart coach that's a good coach like and they ran like (laughs) sub lines like they were a hockey team which is where some people I saw that normally watch like premier league or professional soccer were kind of like, this is where I hate this substitution rules stuff um, because they were running lines. Like it was a lax game. Um, I mean, if you I got mean, the players, you got the depth yeah, to do it. Exactly. Like, I don't know why that it, would bother you. Yeah. yeah. It's within the rules. So
0: I mean, yeah. yeah. Like you said at the beginning, penalty kicks have been uh, good for the who's recently. So the, the luck was bound to go uh, the other way. Um, you just hate to see another title that we could have added to our, uh national championship trophy yeah. collection. Um shout out to the commenter in the write up. The Hokies don't have any. Um I'm not <laughs> counting individual championship trophies when there is a team championship trophy awarded in that sport. It's it's like track. It doesn't count swimming. It doesn't count the team trophy is what counts. And so yeah. it's still what's that, twenty seven still those, for the Hoos. <laughs> yeah if
1: we're counting those, like we got A handful of tennis ones or one in the same year that's still like right oh
0: yeah tennis another good one and anyway um let's talk a little (laughs) bit about the basketball team uh because we've had the uh, annoyingly close stony brook game but a very uh charming result at least in the second half of the unc game uh, to discuss although the first half of the unc game may have been the most brutal basketball i've watched since that wisconsin uva game from a few years ago (laughs) the
1: first 10 minutes of that game (laughs) so i went through a full spectrum where i was like the first five minutes i was like oh no this is just so awful this is terrible like just this is bad and then once the ball deflected and this is nothing against cody it's just like he was the one that got hit in the face um it, like, randomly def- deflected, hit Cody in the face, and Virginia stole it. I was like, okay, sorry. This game literally has everything. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, that was just, like, poor Kihei. Euro steps Cole Anthony and then hits the bottom of the rim <laughs> on the layup attempt. And then the next time, he was so in his head on the fast break that he couldn't eat. Like, he just, like lost the handle. It was definitely a good
0: illustration off. of the season so far. Was beautiful move into hitting the underside of the backboard as <laughs> a layup. Whoa.
1: So bad. And but that's just they the finished game. that game strongly. And right. I thought they shot better um overall. In the last two games they've shot over thirty percent from three, which is Delightful trend, and Tomas has uh, gone two for three and three for four in the last two games from three. So I, I like that. That's delightful. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, definitely. The second half against Carolina was uplifting, uh-huh. um, and it it made you feel a little more confident in the team's ability to score. But really, the, I think the big takeaway is. Uh, Kafaro's play, McCoy's play, showing that there's some energy guys, (laughs) you know, not to use tropes that, you know, glue guy or spark off the bench. But really, (laughs) you know, there's a reason people say those terms all the time is because you can see it in a team when you you shake something up and and they just play harder. And uh, McCoy has a lot of Isaiah Wilkins to him in that regard, for sure. And Kafaro came in and, and did the opposite of what Jay Huff was doing and was banging around and 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 catching the ball and and And
1: you know poor poor
0: Huff just I don't know if it's a mental thing uh or or a a limb control thing I don't know it just seems he seems so frustrated because he's got all these plays where it's just like oh lost the ball oh didn't finish yeah you know things like that um and I'm you know I'm sure he'll he'll keep trying and keep He's doing what he can do he but, was huge
1: down the stretch against stony brook so that was yeah. a nice like for jay hofflick that was good and and he he post game he was saying stuff like you know like i gotta maybe not show as much as my frustration i think there's just right. an overall like and it's hard these guys are trying to again trying to figure out you know we're 10 games into the season i don't you know i mean technically you're a third of the way into the season now so it's not nothing um, sure. But also 10 games isn't a significant amount of time when you're considering the number of pieces that Virginia has to get to work together um, coming off of a team that was so in sync chemistry wise. Right. Mm-hmm. So understanding um, what they're doing and who they're playing alongside and what that player's tendencies are and, and dealing with so many, you know, new guys and all that stuff. I, I think, yeah, the Kafara thing was so great to see and he earned and, and part of it too. We know how Tony likes to do matchups. Um, part of the starting um, nod for Kafaro was the big man that they had for Stony Brook, who was not a small dude. Like he was a big, I understand. I, once I saw how that guy played in the post, I was like, oh, I see why Kefaro's starting. Um, and again, not to knock Jay, but Kefaro's a bigger dude. Like he's got more hefty sure. to him. He's, again, Jack Salt 2.0, but with, like, they upgraded the <laughs> offensive. Like, when they when they had him go in for the iOS update, they updated the offensive bugs. Like, that was <laughs> – and now he can finish things at the rim, but then miss the free throw on the plus on the – and one, which made warm my heart. I was like, no, oh, it's like a nice nod. Um,
0: yeah, I I think Momity has maybe cooled a little bit in his – I don't know maybe if it's coaching or or on his end or just teams focusing on him on defense. Uh he's still at, you know, scoring in double figures, but it's sort of clear that they're not running the offense through him. Yeah. And I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> Obviously in the long run yeah. you want, you need to have options. You can't you can't run it every game through him, but he is your best offensive threat and I don't know that we've seen as much from him in the last handful of games. I think Carolina exactly. had a really good game, game planning plan from the other team, right?
1: Yeah, because they he had a ton of turnovers, and that's one of the things I think that um, Mamadi can work on is mm-hmm. sometimes he gets in this, like, I need to be the person thing, which can be good and can be bad, like, depending on what it is. So I think there was a lot of times where he tries yeah. to, especially against Carolina, he tried to make too many things happen himself mm-hmm. after getting the ball like in the post extended and then three guys would be on him because they were like let's make him make a play type thing um that led to turnovers or or travel or whatever which I guess is a turnover so um I think (laughs) he did much better (laughs) he did and I thought that they did better overall against Stony Brook with that with limiting dumb turnovers they were obviously forcing turnovers yeah um, i mean kihei
0: was uh, was sort of brutal with the turnover. Yeah. i mean brutal brutal by uva's standard because by,
1: yeah by yeah. his standards like you can't he had six assists thumbs up and six turnovers not great yeah. some um, of those turnovers
0: were just you know sloppy like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like a bad travel or or like a great you know he threw the ball yeah. away a few times there
1: were a couple that especially the ones that will kill him and make like coach Curtis did not enjoy the ones where he like loosely passed them at the top right. of the, right. like those are the ones that all stick with him and that that's the stuff that he'll fix. And it's just those like, hope so. It, and obviously this all being said, like Braxton key came back and obviously he struggled and right. there's time that you have to get used to playing with a. It's a pretty big cast. It is right. on his let on his off hand, but it's just you're effectively playing one handed as Key key right. in the post game. So I think Getting him in and getting some minutes was obviously good. Obviously, you couldn't keep him in very long because of the way that he looked uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think that just in itself was an important step to get him out there. Yeah. Um. But this, you know, this is a team that's had to deal with playing without him.
0: He um, is obviously so critical to yeah. this team playing to the you know their ceiling to, yeah. to succeed to where we want them to this year. He's got to come back better. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully he has time to to about that virginia tech game's coming up you know it's it's very fast (laughs) right um and
1: you look at too the other part that i was i was looking at against like stony brook like when and we've talked about this that this i'm not as concerned about the quote-unquote offense like what they're running um yeah i don't know what makes what would make me more like comfortable whether because if it's the offense and it just looks clunky and kind of reminiscent of like sixteen seventeen, where they couldn't get even open looks like where they we weren't really sure what at all they were doing yeah um this is they're getting open looks and good looks like they're getting great looks they're passing the ball well like getting all these stuff and then they just can't make it fall so it's a shooting issue in my mind as opposed to a coaching issue like, they're being coached sure. well, like they're yeah. not finishing. So what is what is more I mean, terrifying? They,
0: they've still had their, their plenty uh, oh, of, no, of, of possessions of where they don't do anything. Right, and no but they,
1: gets it right 100% of the time. Like, right. where they run the play it is more
0: the shooting. I mean, it's yeah. clearly they're not making shots. And so in
1: order to free up Mamadi, like, Cody they have to and make Tomas shots. have to make shots. So. And you're right.
0: Tomas has come on a little bit. Cody is – doing things uh but not making threes and casey morsel just can't throw it in the ocean still and that's got to be really and frustrating i mean he's I a know. freshman he's he's going to be a good player but you hope that that turns on by the hard ECC play yeah right and bennett, bennett all he can do game. is keep shooting yeah
1: bennett <laughs> said after the game like you know you got to shoot through those things right. you know, he liked that he is t- he taking opportunities to like drive to the basket and finish at the rim like see the ball go through um and also like he's like look it's gonna sound silly but like his misses have gotten better like no i the, heard him say that, like, that some of the, the ones weren't right. as bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a good point it's like look he had some that kind of like went halfway down Wait. and came out like those are better misses i
0: mean that's indicative of where they are right now like right. like like we've said a couple <laughs> times this season everyone who says they hate watching uva i get it <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this, season, year, this, this year this year is like, Ooh. <laughs> tough um it's it, tough stuff. so hopefully they but
1: again they are nine and one and have sure. and the wins against carolina and syracuse and even vermont now maybe have lost a little bit of their luster because of the way that those things right. have gone on to to play against other teams um i still think that the unc win is going to be interesting because I don't let you know, like, I never feel sorry for them because they've had plenty of time where they've had wonderful things happen for them. Yeah, uh, and a Cole fraudulent academic
0: down. program <laughs> that, that gave fake degrees <laughs> to their athletes. Cole yeah.
1: Anthony going down hurt while also, like, they I think they lost, like, Robinson for the season. I mean, I keep confusing a couple of players, but, like, Leaky Black being hurt, like, they're He's playing He's just with- bad they're playing with <laughs> ham sandwiches like, yeah you know, they, they started play and, and i don't mean to make fun of PlayTech. he's a, i'm sure he's a lovely, like wonderful person you make but fun of PlayTech.
0: he's not any good <laughs> when sorry. you have
1: the teams <laughs> that you look at and you look at the starting lineup and you're like PlayTech, cool.
0: right um, no i mean you, and i don't Carolina, think their
1: transfer has panned out pierce the kid from William yeah isn't shooting as well as they would have wanted
0: and the other one hasn't done as he hasn't he, 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 i forget his name but he was scoring in bucket you know in bunches um Anyway, I mean, Carolina is an interesting parallel to UVA in that dearth of recruiting in the past couple of years. They don't have the depth, and they've lost guys early, obviously. Um, And if you look at their past years highlighted with who left early, who transferred, and who who graduated, and who they brought in – it it is alarming especially because they're the blue blood you know Uh, you you can say uva has its reasons in that it has to recruit a special type of guy not everybody wants to play um in defensive minded uh tony bennett's
1: uh sure
0: team um obviously the nazi thing (laughs) you know impacted recruiting too so we have our reasons what are unc's reasons for (laughs) for bad recruiting like they don't they uh, you know they, they should weird, be able weird. to get whoever they want uh, you know they're battling yeah. against Kansas and Duke and Kentucky for guys but if you're doing that you have your second option your third option uh, that that's yeah. that's I, you know I'm no UNC fan uh, I know I have plenty of friends who are and and they're upset by it because you should be able to tailor a team to have this step to come in and be better than they are whereas UVA has a little more. Uh, reasons <laughs> for it. It's not yeah. good, and but but we're nine and one. No, we're I'm... the ones where you look at the lack of depth, and they're still they're still winning games. So I yeah. mean, that that's indicative is... of how good uh, good Tony yeah. and his crew of coaches are. Is that this team is still at least in the win loss column at this point is successful, and should yeah. be able to and... play in the ACC this year because the ACC isn't that good <laughs> <laughs> That's the what thing, that
1: when you look around the entire country you know like Maryland lost again as a top 10 team Kentucky lost to Utah as a top 10 team like at least yeah. like and when what I love is when these these teams are really committing to getting like blown out when they're top yeah. five teams so even the Purdue loss looks like yeah that was pretty bad but yeah.
0: All everyone I'm saying has, has a, to blow a out a third of the team. way into this season like when you the shooting has been atrocious so mm-hmm. we're, we're we're valid in our concerns there if this team sure. gets it together and wins the acc don't come at me saying oh you were clutching your curl, clutching your pearls at christmas <laughs> uh saying we were going to be bad because i could see it i could also see it mm-hmm. uh going 500 the rest of the way in conference so you know, yeah. if they if if the wheels come off and Key doesn't come back healthy <laughs> and hey keeps turning it over and they never figure out how to shoot, by all means, we saw some of that. You know, and, and, yeah. So uh, it could very much well, go and, either way, and I feel like I'm saying this e- every week, and we'll continue to do so. <laughs> that it could go either it's, way.
1: It's less like you know, there's still people that are are very mad about the shooting and all that, and I I get it. It's frustrating. It definitely definitely hundred percent helps to have the championship because the thing that i mean in so many ways but you look at um i was seeing with this the other day and it's going to be so many interesting discussions next year leading into the season yeah talking about who's playing who's starting does someone exactly like exactly what is the lineup Gonna what be. you have to look at for this season and in no way did the coaching staff approach this as a throwaway or a rebuild- like it is technically a rebuild actually, like sure, but you know, I don't know that they'll say use those words, but you lose those players that you do, you lose jack salt um and they decided not to lease future you know lease other seasons future recruiting classes to fill gaps this season right so the idea of getting the transfer for you know Tomas coming in um, yeah and I appreciate so then you look at next year I don't know what you do I legitimately like I've talked about this like and it, it's so it's a good problem to have right but when you have three hyper talented first years coming in right and Jabri, and Reese and Carson McCorkle right. I just like see, he always gets full name sorry he will always be full <laughs> one word Carson McCorkle right. um and then you bring Sam Hauser off the bench which I think right. I continue to he's about. gotta
0: start I mean that's
1: going to start Hauser's he's, gonna he start is probably the best player on the team right now right. and like, the
0: three freshmen could start I'm not saying yeah. they're, they're going to because because Tony wouldn't do that no. but they're probably <laughs> good enough
1: to yes be, so, and and that's, yeah it's and gonna and be you nuts. look at you're gonna have Jay Huff still um yeah. you lo- so you lose Mamadi and um Braxton right um but then you look at it too because you have Caden Shedrick coming off the red shirt right who is and he probably, might be the best front
0: court player on the roster yeah. I, I was like, maybe let's give it to Momedy, but obviously but and so he, but he's yeah. like
1: the upside thing so that might be right. a guy that doesn't get a ton of playing time next year but like in two year two year three he makes that Bennett big. That jump yeah. is like yeah. you know he's got that touch he's got the athleticism yeah. and then you look at I really like McCoy. I do think that he's got so much yep. Isaiah Wilkins in him with a little bit. All of these guys that they're getting now have the amazing qualities of players that have come before, like the Jack Salt 2.0. Like the stuff that Cafaro does is very Jack reminiscent and not just because he's a big body, but then you add the ability to finish. That helps. Him him. That helps. And that's the thing that we've been very honest Like yeah. me, the Jack Salt stand. Like I understand that like, that was an area of his game that he was not good at. Um, And then you look at like, and Isaiah, such a good defender. The you know intangibles, the, all the stuff you talk about—the grit, the you know whatever—that he brought. But wasn't always the you know cleanest shooter. Or again, the same thing offensively. Like you're bringing sure. in these defensive players that now they're starting to get those guys that are the same prototype, but have that little extra oomph that I think yeah. push them on the offensive end, which is great to see. That's I mean that's perfection. And then you look at the fact that you're going to have nobody also nobody coming into the season nobody thought that Kihei Clark was going to be like the guy that's like the sure starter right um even throughout like as you see things progressing over last season obviously yeah i'm a fan of kihei clark i like the way that he plays um and it was obvious that he like he's i don't see a situation which he's not the starter next year
0: right 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 <laughs> but i mean and and i don't think this is realistic but what i mean it, what if the turnovers continue? What if the turnovers yeah. continue and people attack him? You know, I, I I keep thinking back to the FSU game where he's a liability against big guards that shoot over him. But then again, he's also arguably our best defensive player for other reasons yeah. and other streaks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's realistically any way he doesn't start next year. But what if Beekman comes in and has the size and the ability and just shows mm-hmm. that that he's magically just as good well then yeah, and obviously you're gonna start the the better one you know so i think well i don't know, think that's always, gonna happen but it's not impossible
1: tony's always so interesting with like the starting versus not start like mm-hmm. it's more for him starter minutes versus actually starting like one of those things and i can see a situation i think beekman will be the first off the bench regardless because yeah. just Again, this is all fun to hypothesize. I'm not. This is not. I'm not giving up <laughs> we, on this. Season. We have months to do this I know. As well, just, so, I was thinking yeah. about this when looking at because you look at some of the lineups that they put out right now, right. and it's I. I don't mind. Like it's fine. Uh, I'm like. I just it's, have. I'm. I'm not. I can't get mad at this season. I just they can't. don't
0: look like a defending national champion, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And again, don't come at me if this they turn it around. We we think this team's going to have plenty to of games. Around. They're nine and one. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and turn around the optics. Turn around yeah, yeah. the the eye test. Um, I still think that there's most likely a Sweet Sixteen team. And if they figure out how to shoot potentially better than that but there's still also a team that could lose first round in another upset because they're playing these games in the 40s and 50s yeah. um and and you know we, we yeah, know what I, can happen there so
1: i can see either like a, i'm with you like it could be second weekend or they lose second round similar fashion to the Florida game because like the offense just doesn't show it up. is and in its own
0: way very interesting to see yeah. where, where the rest of this season's gonna go and like we said a lot of that has to do with the fact that the ACC is really inconsistent um up up and down Too, I mean like, like uh our boys Titus and Tate have said on on their new pod it's too bad this year's Duke team is this year's Duke team and not last year's Duke team too bad for Duke because yeah, last like, not year's not Duke team would have <laughs> just just Destroyed this conference this year Yeah. Uh,
1: oh my gosh it would be so Let's see unfair. they've got
0: South Carolina coming up um, this weekend and then the Navy game before the Hokies uh, and the Hokies like to shoot and if they shoot well the Who's the are going to struggle and that's going to be slightly annoying uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll but, get to that in yeah. a week or so uh, I think we got to get into our Christmas bracket our Christmas draft I don't know what we, we just wanted to, to run down our favorite Christmas songs so uh, I've got my five Caroline's got her five. Uh, I think the thing we need to decide, Darn, is we we have not reviewed our lists. I think based on our Twitter conversation, we might have some overlap here. So the question (laughs) I want from you is are we going draft format or like top five format because that reverses the order, right? Draft format, you want your number one pick. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta go with your, if we're going top five format, we leave our favorites till the end and then we might have some duplicates. So I, I kick it to you to des- decide which way we're going with
1: this. Let's do top five.
0: Okay. So we're, yeah. we're, we're saving our favorites for the end. If a favor gets stolen, just say that and then we'll replace it. Uh, with a with an alternate uh, Pro Bowl uh, <laughs> f- uh, Christmas song here, holiday song, if you will. Um, well, w- uh, it's my podcast, so you have to go first.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. So, wait, because I said that I'm starting with, like, my least favorite? I'm not yeah, sure.
0: yeah. I mean, if it's, like, a top five reveal, then coming in at number five.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to go – you know, I'm actually a really big fan of – Everyone's gonna make fun of me but michael buble's christmas album <laughs> <laughs> no there's um, there's very few things i'm gonna hate
0: on if if they come out uh, on your list here and, and buble that uh, i'm not gonna make fun of
1: and this is a two-part reason and this is like a little bit this is maybe the sappiest answer you'll get on any of these um because this album came out when i was deployed
0: but which song
1: so it's gonna be and i'm telling you the song okay, hold on okay, sorry part of the story um (laughs) (laughs) so i'll be home for christmas has always had like a little extra spot in my heart just because of the fact that if you've you know when you're out of town and deployed on christmas um it's a touching song you know like i want to be there but i can't i'll be there if even if i'm only thinking about being there so i like his version of i'll be home for christmas i'm taking that
0: all right all right i had bing crosby's version of i'll mm-hmm. be home for christmas on That's there good. so i'm gonna go ahead and not use that um which which i'm gonna i i, I like the pick song wise so we're we're agreed song but but differing on, on artists which is probably going to come up plenty in, in such conversations <laughs> but it because i'm not using that i i felt bad that my uh my list is is very old school um and, and you'll see it as we unveil them and this is even old school because it's the 80s but it gives me the chance to pull up wham's last christmas yeah. oh my um, god
1: that song rocks it, man. it wasn't
0: gonna be in my top five but now we have room so i'm throwing it in there <laughs> but i believe it's still the most contemporary <laughs> song of of any of my top five so a little spoiler alert um this song is now 30 some years old or, or so <laughs> oh, and it's going to be um, the, the most recent release for me but great song uh been covered by uh taylor swift uh, among others but we're, we're going with wham's really? last christmas also if you're curious at home we're not allowed to play any of these songs <laughs>
1: Google them so <laughs>
0: we we can make a maybe a Spotify playlist and and put it up there for you to listen. But hopefully you're familiar with these as as we go along. So it's time for your uh, number four. This coming is at number four.
1: Coming in number four, Darn's this playlist. Uh, I'm gonna go all I want for Christmas is you, right, Carrie? That's fun to sing to. Sorry, no regrets. Obviously,
0: <laughs> a, a favorite of our generation. Love Actually. Where are you on the the Love Actually? Yes, no. There's there's many um, haters out there.
1: Look, I like the movie. I also recognize like wh- some of the issues with it.
0: Sure. Um,
1: primarily, one of my friends said this once, and I can't ever unhear it. So you're welcome for sharing Uh-oh. this, everybody. Um, the only real instance of love is between the the sister who cares for her brother, like. No. The only one that shows like that's true love, and I was like, oh no.
0: like, I Rick, wholeheartedly Rick Grimes, disagree." <laughs> Rick, Grimes Rick Grimes
1: showing up with note cards <laughs> is pretty messed up. Like, I think that's been discussed. Like, <laughs> like not only did you creepily he did his tape, friend dirty by <laughs> not only but, did you yeah creepily videotape her at the wedding.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like
1: you then show up and say like oh damn, it's carolers oh, <laughs> like the
0: whole... i'm not going to defend that but <laughs> but liam neeson with his stepson like that's that love that's that love the whole sick. time oh the the writer and the love that transcends a uh a a, a a language divide Colin Firth
1: I think that was like my friend was like that's just more infatuation like that's not love they're just like oh I'm here stuck at this place with you. and I, I understand oh, like just, I'm ticky not saying tacky that tacky I agree. semantics. I, I think your
0: friend is looking for a <laughs> thesis like, that sounds fun to defend
1: but, <laughs> the one that absolutely kills me is the Emma Thompson one that one just yeah you know, we're listening Oof. to Joni Mitchell when she thinks that she got the necklace oh yeah. hideous necklace by the way um <laughs> christmas time holiday season is the time for
0: the president break. that's uh, they love each other the president and the, the, <laughs> the uh, prime
1: minister the, yeah right, right yeah sorry
0: whatever <laughs> that's called their president favorite.
1: yeah <laughs> the, the one she was Hugh talking Grant? about how that guy like called her thick
0: plumpy yeah uh <laughs> i could i could do this whole movie probably yeah, we, I, so i do i actually
1: do enjoy it my underrated christmas flick is probably the holiday have you seen that one? oh
0: yeah no it's it's a good one for sure i really yeah. enjoy,
1: and it's honestly like not even my favorite collection of actors and actresses but it's just such a fun like um i really like that one no, it's a good so. movie
0: i my t- uh, we're going on a total movie <laughs> tangent but it was funny going through this list how Uh, I was like, I'm very uh, impacted by my love for Home Alone in the music. And so like the songs in Home Alone were sneaking, like it's not in my top five. I'm sorry to to discuss it if it isn't (laughs) yours, but like Carol of the Bells, is oh, a, an amazing song it's not my top five because it doesn't uh you know slap <laughs> like like you're not gonna put on carol of the bells and be like oh i love this song but it's it like is Mannheim
1: steamroller right <laughs> like. it's
0: it's a great great song um and, and a lot of that i think has to do with home alone so that's my favorite christmas movie what's yours
1: uh, my favorite christmas well i mean the one so i again back to a deployment creating like lasting memories whatever um, I was at an, an undisclosed location in the Middle East. <laughs> <and> <laughs> we were staying on base, and that you could check out. Who? Wait. <laughs> you could check air out air quotes, right? <laughs> you could check out fake trees at the front desk. They had like little, like uh-huh. combined like little boxes. Basically, they got little Tupperware things, and they included like a thing of light. It, they were the pre-lit trees, and you just put it together real quick. And um, they gave you some ornaments. Um, and the only, I, I get, this is the other discussion about Die Hard, basically, is what I had with me, and so I watched Die Hard when I put up my tree, and, like, here's my, people are like, it's not a Christmas movie, um, but it <laughs> is legitimately, a plot point is the fact that it's Christmas, yeah. that it's a Christmas party, that it's set at Christmas time, and yeah. he's there for, you know, seeing his family at Christmas, so, like, I am all, I'm, like, it is a Christmas movie. Haven't Just we turned the corner
0: on this as a culture? I feel like, I every, thought we had. Yeah, I thought it's hundreds, people hundreds of people and, going, it's a Christmas movie, yeah. and, the, and I haven't heard anyone go, it's not a Christmas
1: movie. <laughs> like, Yeah, I've seen a couple this year, like, you know, some tweets from people that, you know, have a lot of followers, like, you isn't what? anything a
0: Christmas movie, if you want it to be? Like, right? who? It should be.
1: Like, Let's that's, be and inclusive. People like, came out in July, and I was like, is that accurate? I didn't Google it, but that seems like a really bad time. Also,
0: we didn't see Die Hard in theaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I right. saw Die Hard at Christmas. We time. aren't at that old. Um, <laughs> we found the one way we aren't that old. Is, is, I know, right? Is like, I'm so excited right, about it. Well, so we yeah, Otherwise, get to...
1: my favorite Christmas movies are Hallmark movies. So, whatever. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably haven't seen them. So, we'll, we'll feel free to discuss. Um, But my number four, to get back to our list, is Santa Claus is Coming to Town by The Boss, Bruce Springsteen.
1: It's got to be on there. This is where you miss me. I'm not a huge Springsteen fan. Don't tell the people. That that, is an
0: awful take.
1: That run. I mean, I don't, like, hate it. It's just one of those, like, the songs just don't really. It's not one where I'm like, ah, you know what I really want to listen to? Some some, The Boss. I want to listen to The Boss right now. Like, it's just not. They're going to take away my, like, journalism. Yeah,
0: you hate rock and roll. (laughs) <laughs> you, like maybe that
1: movie it. that Born to Run or whatever it was like the movie where it's just like the guy that's like listening to Springsteen music and it like inspires him and uh, he wants to go to New Jersey and I was like I
0: don't know there. what that is but Bruce Springsteen rocks <laughs> and you're rock and this is a great Christmas song with the big fella <laughs> Clarence doing the ho 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 the sax man <laughs> awesome All right, um, you, coming in at number three something not as good as Bruce Springsteen <laughs>
1: I really like the Jackson Five. I saw Mommy cause of Santa Claus. Okay,
0: no, I I support it fully. Yeah. So. Oh, another
1: one. I really rank things pretty highly on like how much fun they are to sing when like, <laughs> you know, that one. ugh, oh, I he this just his voice sounds so great and it's just so fun. Where he's just like, no, I, I, I promise I did. Like, it's just, yeah. I just love that version. So. It's
0: a classic. That's a good yes. one. Um, all right. Speaking of classics, my number three, Frank Sinatra. Old blue eyes have yourself a merry little christmas you go through you go through his christmas discography i think this is the best one but it's also probably the best recording of this yeah. song so i know we're bouncing around sometimes between artists here and and that that's that's gonna be my number three i'm not gonna um, sing it no one wants to hear me oh,
1: it's it, so good it's just so like yeah i'm, I'm a little scrambling right now because i'm terrified i don't want to like say my number one because i'm afraid that like
0: i think our number ones might be the same yeah i'm like really worried that like my number one
1: is gonna get like swooped here but um so i might actually go a different honestly you could pick any of the frank sinatra i was gonna go frank sinatra on this next one okay um and literally any song from that album (laughs) because that also reminds me of um like that's what we listened to in our house when i was growing up Mm -hmm. um and so i just it's like your list
0: like, you get to pick whatever you want so for, i'm gonna go
1: i think i'm gonna go white christmas
0: from frank sinatra from San frank sinatra
1: saint for natra
0: excellent no, that's a good one <laughs> yeah yeah that and that i think when you're we talking like what is his best christmas yeah. time, that's all uh, they're, they're both so iconic uh, and part sure, of it so. is
1: that one opens the album uh the there ultimate you go Christmas one uh-huh. and so to me that's like that feeling of like the first time that we put it on after Thanksgiving like and it's officially holiday season and you've got like that's my kickoff song I think and so that gotcha. just the entry the intro to it also has so many extra like so much oomph.
0: well my number two could be my number one and I sort of, I sort of want to go with my number one because I think we're, <laughs> I think we share the same number one, so that I get it. But uh, I'm gonna, I have to be honest in my ranking. So, so this is this is one B to my one A. I absolutely love this song, and it's Christmas. Brackets, baby, please come home. Ah, oh, great song. Arlene Love is that the version, the old school version? Is is such a good song.
1: <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it transcends it's,
0: <laughs> christmas songs because it's a, actually just just a a real great song overall yeah and so that's our,
1: also another one that buble does really well
0: <laughs> all right get that out of here you get you buble once you don't <laughs> it, it,
1: it, it, it's a it's, good album <laughs> it's fabulous
0: <laughs> anyway i'm going with the darling love version it's her voice is so much better <laughs> the, 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 it's just we, a
1: different version i like both i like both okay. i like both um, anyway that's my number okay. two so i think, so you're I think number our one. number one i feel like we could share i'm yeah. fine sharing yeah maybe
0: one. that's what we should do
1: it'd be really funny if i was like
0: <laughs> if you're like alvin did the chipmunks
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i busted out that like paul mccartney one Like
0: <laughs> god oh.
1: <laughs> which again i will sing too um no right. i'm going with the christmas song yeah i keep
0: cold. yeah like, I, I, we saw this coming that yeah. we let, let's i think that's a very christmasy thing to do is for to us share to share number <laughs> share number one the christmas song yeah we'll Oh, no yeah, it's yeah. so good
1: it's so good and his, yeah. it's unfair how like buttery soft and smooth that <laughs> voice is. like it's just so amazing and um yeah that, that's such a great song i will say i do like a couple of the um like my just outside the top ten that I enjoy. Like I'm not even kidding. Missed by Justin mentions. Bieber is a, a, that song bops, and I will listen to it in July. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> uh, that Kelly Clarkson one. I was trying to think of contemporary songs yeah. that I like, um, and and certainly the Kelly Clarkson one's a good one. I forget the name of it. No, not um, happen.
1: and I'm trying to think what else. Oh, there's actually a couple. I don't. If you haven't heard the, if you've heard the Sia, yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. I
1: really like that one. The it's although the title is kind of scary where it's like Santa's coming for us or whatever <laughs> um makes me a little worried um the one that's terrible is Christmas time by Backstreet Boys but give me the In okay. Sync one all day all um right. but Elvis yeah,
0: Blue Christmas I'm not I'm, I'm, yeah that, that that was up there in contention again it's it's sad that Bing Crosby isn't on our list because we replaced it uh but how could you talk about Christmas music and not have Big Crosby? I mean, even, yeah, and even more than Sinatra, too. I think he might be like the yeah. Christmas music guy outside of Nat and Cole. That's the best one. Also <laughs> <So true. there. laughs> uh, the Pogues, tale of New York uh, is a, a little bit one. of a outside the box one.
1: Uh, I'll also but, listen to Tony Bennett sing a bunch. Mm-hmm.
0: Both Tony Bennett's um. both, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> well, there you um, a go. A couple of the albums that I also like that are, so she and him did a really fun Christmas album. Yeah, song. yeah. Um, and then I also really like Ella Fitzgerald has a nice um, yeah spin on a bunch of them. There's a couple where I'm like this is a little too much. Um, I support but all some, of this.
0: So, the Beach yeah. Boys, they've got some mm-hmm. some great Christmas songs there. Little Saint Nick, uh, for sure. Yes. Chuck Berry. Now I'm just running down all the ones that I was considering. But right? Rudolph Ron was on <laughs> yep. there. Well
1: also, is that also Home Alone? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well folks, uh, thanks for yeah. indulging us uh, uh for our, our holiday podcast here. And uh go watch Home Alone. Um uh, and if if you want watch Die Hard and if you don't want to watch Die Hard, that's fine too. We're inclusive here on on what you're allowed to consider your favorite Christmas holiday movies. But uh, we should get the Spotify playlist up and put it on the blog post. So I'll work on that. And uh, we'll be back after the holidays to hopefully talk about more basketball wins and the upcoming uh, Virginia Tech basketball game and the upcoming uh, Orange Bowl. Hopefully we'll get around to discussing that before they actually play it and win it because they're gonna win it florida sucks go who's forever happy christmas happy whatever you celebrate happy new year to all of you dear listeners and we'll be back